Lamentations tells us that God's mercies are new every morning, and great is His faithfulness. Let's step into those new mercies today with a humble and honest heart, preparing to grow in our relationship with God and to have a real, authentic Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Today is Friday, April 10th, 2020. I was not planning on this podcast being recorded. I was not planning on talking about corona or COVID or quarantine or stay-at-home orders. I was going to kind of let it all just go by, let the dust settle. Maybe looking back at it, hindsight, kind of talk about it then, recap, you know, we get to see it in 2020, ha ha, <laughs> in the year 2020, I cracked myself up, that may not have been funny to everybody, anyway, so I wasn't planning on this particular podcast, but God has kind of been speaking into me and challenging me and encouraging me in ways that I'm already pretty passionate about and felt the need to share with you in light of the strange time that we're going through. What I wanted to talk to you about is worship. When you hear the word worship, you probably immediately think music or songs or what you sing at church or maybe even what you hear on the radio. It might actually mean something different to you. Maybe you worship more through dance or through service. But I think for a vast majority of us, when we hear the word worship, we think of music, which it's making me a little sad that Easter is in two days and we will be safer at home and not in our church and in our congregations, worshiping with one another through song. It's a kind of a bummer. It's actually a big bummer. I know a lot of us are experiencing these things that we would describe as total bummer. We're missing out on A, B, C, X, Y, Z, a lot of things. I would say for a big portion of us, this kind of forced slow down has been eye-opening to many things. I know a lot of people are saying it's super eye-opening to what the teachers are doing at school or the things that I thought that I needed. But what I really wanted to talk about when it comes to worship is the fact that worship isn't just a song. It's so more than that. There's actually a song about worship being more than a song. But I want us to look at and to acknowledge that worship is a posture of our life. It is how we live our life, whether we know it or not. Louis Giglio wrote this small quick read book called The Air I Breathe, and it is fantastic, and it's all about worship and that we were created to worship all day, every day. No matter where we are, what we're doing, we are worshiping something, and we are so good at it. We all worship all the time. So the question is, what do you Worship. If we're not talking about this in the context of just music, if we are talking about this in the context of a posture of our life, something that we do all the time and we never stop and we don't even most of the time acknowledge the fact that we are, then what is it that we worship? Well, this goes hand in hand with that term that I mentioned last time in my introduction idols. It's not something we talk about a whole lot outside of Christian circles. What are your idols? And I talked about how God really revealed in my heart an idol of me time, something that I was really placing above God, something that I worked so hard to get throughout the day. 
So we have many, many, many idols in our world, in our culture, in our families, and in our own lives and hearts that we don't always see as idols because not all idols that we can define are bad things. Idols can be things as amazing as your family, as your spouse, as your children. That's always a painful one for people to hear, but we can turn our kids and our spouse into idols, our house. Houses are good things. Our money, our retirement package, our travel. These are all things that aren't in and of themselves bad. But when we start to give them a prominent place in our heart, when we give them a lot of our time, attention, affection, our energy, and our resources, they can very quickly become idols in our heart. And when we have these idols in our heart, things that have great value and importance to us personally, it is then very easy for us to turn around and worship them. And when I say worship, I'm saying putting those things before God. So what are the things that you worship? What are the idols in your heart? This is not a conversation people like to hear. These are not things that people want to be challenged on. And I know this firsthand because the very first time I was convicted through the Holy Spirit by somebody else speaking about idols and worship, I was super offended. And I know that I've talked about this in the past with people and they become offended. They get angry. They get mad at me. The person saying it. And I want to challenge you. I am here to challenge you today. And I am willing to take that misdirected anger at me for a little while to challenge you to evaluate your idols and what you worship. And then I pray that over time you will acknowledge that it's not me calling you out or making you feel bad or guilty, that it is the conviction of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts. Because this is a message that is so very important. Luke 4, 8 tells us, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. We can't serve two masters. We can't be worshiping God and worshiping something else simultaneously. It doesn't work. We worship one thing with our lives and with our hearts. We have to be so careful to protect that worship and direct it where it's supposed to be. So my question is, what are you worshiping? I think that this stay-at-home quarantine, what it's doing is it's giving us a very sharp contrast of life. So before all of this, we had so many things going on. Most of us, super busy, run, run, running, activities, dinner parties, friends, lots of stuff. And a lot of us might have really been enjoying it and thrive on that and love it. And some of us might have been completely taxed and maxed, and stressed, and stuck, not knowing how to back out of this life we've now created for ourselves, because we're exhausted, but what do you give up, and how? And it would be so unfair if I told my kids, we can't do these things. But those decisions, those choices, were completely taken away from us. It is now part of our reality that we're all being forced to slow down in some form or another. Activities, gone. Social distancing means no more dinner parties, no more feeling pulled in all sorts of directions. It's giving us the opportunity to compare and contrast life before and life now. So what is the difference? Not only in your schedule, not only in your time, but 
What is different in your attention? What are you focused on more now than you were before? Your affection. What's more important now? What are things that you're growing to love more and appreciate more? Or quite the opposite, starting to get really sick of now that you weren't before. I challenge us all, myself included, to evaluate the state of my heart before and now. What do I see differently? What am I giving my resources to? My thoughts, my time, my affection, my energy. How is it different? Because honestly, when you go online and you see social media, there is a lot of cool stuff happening. There are some really funny, super hysterical, very creative videos out there of families dancing together, parades happening of people in cars to go serve other people and to just cheer other people up, people sewing masks and donating all this stuff. Like all of this good is happening. There are so many creative, cool things happening right now that weren't happening before, at least not to this magnitude. I do believe that a lot of these things were happening, but we're forced to be creative now. Like it's what's important because this is what we have time for. This might be all we have is to serve other people because we're home, potentially bored, because we're no longer distracted by all the stuff. So what's different? What's different in your heart and in your lives? What are you worshiping? My next question would be, when we get to go back into normal life, my hope and my prayer, and so many other people have said to me, you know, I really hope this is really just going to, that this is really just going to help us all to value home, to value slower, to value family, family dinners, like to just fall in love with all of these things again, these more simple things. And my hope and my prayer is that is indeed what happens. I hope that this is a great revival for so many of us in so many different ways in our faith and in our family. But to be honest, I actually think it may not play out that way. I tend to believe that when this is all over, everyone is going to run out of the gates so fast and so far that we are going to be crazier and busier than ever because we're going to be trying to make up for lost time. And in the midst of all of that, if we thought we were crazy and busy before, it could get really crazy and busy later and then talk about the distraction and all of the things that now we worship once again. I want to desperately prepare my heart now for when this is all lifted to make sure that my worship is placed where I want it to be. And that is on Jesus. Not on all the stuff, not on all of the time, not on all of the activities, but on him, because we can't love both things and serve both things. Now, obviously, all of those things are still going to be part of our life. We still have our spouse. We still have our families. We still have our kids. We still have our jobs. We have things going on, but it's about our heart condition. What are we putting at the most importance in our lives and in our heart? Because it can only be one. So what is it? Now, this is kind of the whole point of this podcast. These are sort of things that I want to put out there For us to have a real, honest, true faith is that we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. And this is one of them, and this is one that hurts. I mean, this is a big one that we need to deal with right off the bat. Like, we need to evaluate this so that we know our struggles. We know the battles we have to fight within our own hearts, the battles that we have in our own hearts of how important we make things. And do we put that importance up to the level of God or above? So that's my question. I challenge you to honestly 
evaluate this. And if it's something that you just don't feel like you have an answer to, or you just don't know, you pray about it. You ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you please reveal to me the things that I am putting before you? And he'll tell us. (laughs) He always does. We just have to be willing to sit and listen. And hopefully now you have time to sit and listen. I want to just leave you with a quote reading off of Desiring God. This is Pastor John Piper, who has a message on worship and that all of life as worship, so that we live our life in this posture of worship. This is what we offer to the Lord is our life. And he quotes Matthew 15, 8, where it says, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Where is your heart? Is it near him? Or do you worship him superficially? He goes on to say that worship is real, authentic experience in the heart with God, or it is nothing. Is your worship real, authentic experience in your heart with God? And if it isn't, it's nothing. That hurts. That is quite the challenge right there. And I pray that each one of us is able to take the time and the effort to evaluate our idols, what we worship, what that has looked like, what does it look like right now, what does it need to look like, and how will I protect that for the future? Originally, today was supposed to be a podcast that I'll push back to next week, a lesson on the life of Gideon. I really enjoy and identify with Gideon a lot. So I wanted so much to be able to share that with you today, but we're going to push that off until next week. So I hope you'll come back and join me as we talk about, oh, so many things, insecurity and victory and all the good stuff that Gideon has to offer. But in the meantime, I really hope you have a wonderful Easter. I know it's going to look so different for all of us. It might not be as exciting or as fun as it has been in the past. You might be really bummed you're missing out on traditions. We typically go for a hike, and as of today, state parks are being closed. So where we normally hike, we can't even go to. So there are going to be a lot of traditions that have changed or that we're taking the year off. And for that, I am sorry. I get the frustration and that we're bummed, but I pray in the midst of it, new traditions emerge. A heart condition that is just full of worship and gratitude is what you carry out of today, Good Friday, and into Easter on Sunday. We will see you next time.